1: Welcome to Outside the Ring, the most important show about boxing, with your host, David Diaz. Get ready for four rounds of sports talk in one hour, with an emphasis on boxing, both amateur and professional. Now, here's your host, former boxing great,
2: David Diaz. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Outside the Ring. I am your host, 1996 U.S. Olympian and former WBC lightweight champion of the world, David Diaz. If you're into boxing, MMA, or any other sport, you tuned into the right place. Outside the Ring is brought to you by VoiceAmericaSports.com. Before I continue with the show, I want to send my condolences to the family of one of boxing's leg- legendary writers, Bert Sugar uh he had a ba- uh, been battling lung cancer and went to cardiac arrest on Sunday and he passed away uh and unfortunately for boxing and uh the writer boxing he, we, he is going to be deeply missed again my condolences goes out to to bird sugar and to to his entire family uh rest in peace uh, brother and um um i want to also in saying uh say, spend a, uh, say a special hello To Sharice, Sharice, thanks, uh, she's a a newcomer to uh, Outside the Ring with David Diaz, she's listening in, she's also uh, a new person here in Chicago, Uh, welcome to Chicago, she's been here since November I believe, and I just want to uh, send out a warm welcome and thank you for coming to uh, my wife and uh, my life and our family's life, Uh, you've been a blessing. Also, I'd like to say, Cherise, make sure you please hold our seats for this Friday. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm pretty sure, I I know all of you uh, have heard about this, but, you know, I got to say it. Uh, Magic Johnson and a group of businessmen have put together $2 billion. That's $2 billion to purchase the struggling L.A. Dodgers franchise. Um, you know, this franchise has, has been in, in, in the red. Uh, for a couple of years, for quite a few years now Hasn't uh, been um, doing so, so great on the books um, But they're going to pay $2 billion for, for this um, uh, franchise Now, um, is that a ridiculous amount of money? Yes, it is for, for, a, for, a, for a club, a baseball club, yes Especially a struggling one, of course it is But it has great history The Dodgers come all the way from Brooklyn and um, you know, they, they they made their home in LA for quite a few years, uh quite a few centuries now. And um now it's it's I don't know. I mean, is it worth two billion dollars? Obviously not. It's too much money. But oh well, I guess uh they they put enough money to, to to try to purchase this, still gotta get through uh everything else. All right guys, the the last time I mentioned our Blackhawks, they had beaten the Vancouver Canucks in overtime two to one. Their next game was against the Nashville Predators, where they lost six to one. They got a pounding out of that one. And then they lost to the New Jersey Devils, uh two to one in a shootout. And tonight they are going to be playing the Saint Louis Blues at the Madhouse on Madison. For those of you guys who don't know where that's at, that's the United Center. Um, for all the Chi-Town people that are listening, you guys know where that's at. That's over there on Madison uh and Damon, man. So um much love to the, to our Blackhawks. Hope they get back into a winning streak, and they they can do well again. You know. Also, I know I have not reported on the Cubs or the Sox and what their preseason games and all that stuff is being played. But again, it's preseason. If I start talking about these guys that are probably not going to make uh make the team or anything like that, I mean it it just <laughs> uh, wasted breath on my part. I, I, <laughs> I like to say. Um, but, um, one thing I can report is that, uh, my family and I will be at the Cubs home opener. And, uh, this is the first time that I will, uh, I've ever attended a, a Cubs home opener or of that of any of our teams here in the Chicago. And, um, it's actually going to be a special one because it's going to be, uh, the weekend of my son's, uh, seventh birthday. So he's all excited about going. And, um, you know, I'm going, I'm going to take my, my other kid, my four year old, Elias as well, David and Elias and I are, you know, gonna go have a good time with my boys. And uh yeah, my wife. She's a going. She's also going to Ala Bora. <laughs> She's also going so we're gonna we're gonna have fun there and uh have a good time. I also wanna thank uh Brian Brundage for uh giving um, this gift to me and in turn you gave a gift to my son who uh will be at the home opener. So again, thank you very much for those tickets, and we will be enjoying them, enjoying them of course. Now, guys, let's talk about some football. I know it's spring, but the Bears are making moves that are grabbing headlines. Um, Brandon Marshall was the one that the, the previous one that he got with uh, reunited with Jake Cutler. They both played in Denver, and they put some good numbers up there while they were together, and even went to uh, the Pro Bowl and, and stuff. Now. They went out and, uh, got Michael Bush from, uh, the Oakland Raiders. And with getting Bush, Forte was a little upset. And, um, you, you kind of like agree with him in the sense of, yeah, they, the franchise, uh, uh, has done him wrong. But again, guys, we all know that the franchise look out for who? The franchise, not the players, uh, hardly ever for a player. Um, and, um, you know, uh, Forte feels that he has gotten, uh, the bad end of the bargain because, um, Michael Bush is reportedly, uh, gonna, he's, he gets a four-year contract, uh, worth 14 million, including 7 million in guaranteed. And for, uh, Forte, the franchise tag pays him 7.74 million. Now, I kind of, like I said, I, I agree with, um, with Forte feeling disrespected because he did not get the backing of, of, of the Chicago Bears organization to give him that contract. He was doing great um, last year up until he, he uh, got injured, and he was putting up some crazy numbers, doing great things, and, and he was pushing for, for his uh, contract extension, but unfortunately that happened to him, he didn't uh, end up uh, uh, completing the season. So now what what this says is that the Bears, are uh, the organization, is just securing itself for a running back. And they, they got a good one in, in Michael Bush. Um, For me, what that says is that they're going to see what Forte does this year if he comes back and puts on uh, those ridiculous numbers he was doing. And if he's able to do that, then I'm pretty sure they'll probably give him a nice uh, uh contract and uh, he'll be happy. Um, also, the Bears are are putting on uh, getting big receivers, um, cause um, I, I guess that's what Jay Cutler needs. Johnny Knox is also not going to be um, ready to go this this upcoming uh, season. He's got a lot of um, um, health issues as well. He's uh, uh, going to be coming out on the injured injured uh, team. So I I hope I hope uh, uh, he recovers well from that and he comes back. And if he has to take off for a year, that's okay. Come back stronger, brother. And, uh, wish him nothing but the best to everybody. Also doing with, um, I want to get back into boxing now. Uh, I want to congratulate Danny Garcia, who just became the uh, champion. He beat out, uh, Eric Morales in Houston, Texas last weekend. It was a close fight throughout the whole fight. Um, you know, Eric Morales, not throughout the whole fight, but the 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 first uh, let's say first eight rounds, you know Eric was right in there. Um, yes, Danny was winning the fight, but it it made, he made Eric look that he still had some some you know energy left in him, some fighting left into in him. But in the later rounds, you seen that the the wear and tear, the taxing um, Morales not doing enough uh, to try to get a, a victory. And, um, Danny Garcia, uh, uh, ended up winning the fight and becoming champion. And, uh, God bless him for it. Um, the, a God-fearing, uh, uh, man, uh, walks, walks in uh, with Jesus. And also, it was a nice emotional, uh, at least for me, it was good and emotional. Kind of like when I, I won uh, the title with, uh, um, against Santa Cruz. Um, I wish my dad would have been able to, to go into the ring, but they didn't allow him the the commission in in in, in Las Vegas. But when uh, we fought Eric Morales here in um, in Chicago, my dad was able to come inside and uh, inside the ring, and we were able to share that moment together, and um, it was it was a great feeling. So I know exactly what what they are going uh, going through because I, I went through that joyous moment, and it felt great. Um, so um, I wish uh, Danny Garcia nothing but the best. And, uh, a lot of success, young man. Like I said, for myself, uh, this is a young man sport. So the young, the new breed is coming in and, and, and doing what they gotta do to be, be called champions. Um, also, I want to talk about the co-main event, but I'm not going to talk that much about it. I just, I, I know some of you guys seeing it, especially here from Chicago are very upset and actually from all over, all over the world. And, um, everybody's talking about, the bad things that happened to uh, our, our friend here uh, in our Chicagoan guy uh, Carlos Molina and his um, controversial uh, loss to uh, James Kirkland. So we're gonna be talking with him more about that uh, later on in, in, in the show. So um, he, he will be joining us in the ter- in the third segment, and um, uh, we'll get his his thoughts on it and wh- what's he gonna do next. If, uh, they're gonna wanna fight or, or, or what's gonna happen. Um, also, I wanna congratulate, uh, Zab Judah and Thomas Adamek for the win over there, uh, this past weekend. Judah was just too much for Paris, man. It just showed the, the experience and the patience and the way he, he, uh, he worked that young bud out. Uh, he, he, he did him, he did what he had to do to him and he put him away which was uh, uh great in uh, seeing Judah. He's going to he's going to be going uh, up for the uh, super lightweight um, titles guaranteed. So, um, a lot of uh respect and uh, congratulations to uh Zeb Judah, Thomas Adamek, I'm not going to lie here. I'm not going to say that I seen his fight. I didn't. I I cuz I was watching the Eric Morales fight and 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 um, Danny Garcia and then I too didn't. I was able to catch uh Zeb Judah's fight. Um, and that, that's how it was. Also, I wanna mention that, um Paul Malinagi, the magic man, the other magic man, is, uh, going for, uh, going for his, uh, second, second, uh, he wants to become a two-time world champion. And, uh, he's gonna be fighting against, uh, WBA world, uh, welterweight champion, uh, Vacheslav Sechenko. I know I murdered that, guys. I know I did. But um, that's a pretty hard one. But his mission is to go all the way to the Ukraine and and snatch that title from um, Sanchenko. So I wish Paulie nothing but the best. Got to meet him out here in uh, in Chicago when he fought Juan Diaz. He's a stand-up guy, hilarious guy. Um, and um, I hope to have him on the show. Actually, I tweeted out to him that I want him to be on the show, and he said whenever. So I am definitely going to be on there. Um, calling him up pretty soon before he takes off to get uh used to the the time change or whatever it is over there in the in the in the Ukraine. so that's uh we want to wish uh probably nothing but the best in that and guys about um you know what happened in, in Texas it, it it's a shame it, it it's sad uh when things like that happen to to a fighter who has been working his hard off and you guys heard it here when um Carlos said this is the most time he's had to prepare for a fight. So he was preparing good. He was doing his weight training. He was doing his dieting. He said, David, I don't have to struggle to make the weight um, um, now because I've had so much time that that, that I'm prepared, you know, and, and for a ref and a commission to just snatch something like that from, from somebody who was actually winning the fight. Um, the other judge, I mean, you're going to get judges like that all the time. I mean, but he has a track record of or she has a track record of of doing things like that, you know, and it's unfortunate that 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 they do that, you know, in in our sport. So, you know, I'm I'm really disappointed in, in that part. I really thought we were going to have um, um, Carlos on uh, with the champion side of it. But oh, well. And you know, guys, we're going to be going to commercial uh, break. Stay tuned for the outcome. Uh, we'll be right back.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports.
1: 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to david at com. That's diazsportsinc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring.
2: You're listening to Outside the Ring. This is the segment I like to call the outcome. And normally I start talking about the fights that happened before. But before we get started, uh, I I believe I have a caller on and her name is Cerise. How you doing, girl? Hello, David? Yes, yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. How you doing? How you doing? I am feeling awesome. I'm on the phone with David Diaz. (laughs) Oh, stop it, girl! You know I gave you 20 bucks to call. (laughs) No, you didn't. You are the Uh greatest. Okay, I just want to tell you. I know I can't talk long, but I um I told your wife I was in the library and this um guy was this little boy was looking at um pictures in a book and he was like, and I said, oh, is David Diaz in there? And he was like do you know David Diaz? And I said, hey, if you come to Chicago, Tabernacle, you can meet him. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want you to fight, to beat me up for saying that. No, no, not me. at all. Okay. Uh, well, uh, first, I, I want to thank you for calling and also welcome you to Chicago. And, uh, like uh, I told you before, um, thank you for being part of, uh, my, uh, mine and my wife's life. And, uh, uh you are uh, a blessing. So thank you so much. And, um, I appreciate you calling. Thank you, Jason. Yes, I love you, Tony. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, guys. Well, like I said before, normally I'm talking about, um, you know, what's going to happen or what happened with the previous fights. But right now, I want to introduce my friend and vice president of marketing for XFO MMA, Mike Heron. What's up, brother? How you doing?
3: I'm doing good, David. How are you, my friend?
2: Not bad, not bad. I I I, I'm doing pretty good by my um so far, man. But let let let's start talking about your background. Uh, what what's going on with you? How how did you get involved with all this uh MMA stuff? Were you a fighter before or what?
3: Uh, No, no. You you know me. I'm definitely a lover, (laughs) not a fighter. Um, you know I've uh, I've been in sports marketing for uh, for about 12 years now, and um, you know ended up meeting uh. Met at a meeting the owner and the promoter of XFO through a, uh, a mutual friend and a friend of ours, uh Jared Payton. And um, you know, they were uh they were just sort of chatting with me about, you know, some of the challenges that they were facing as an organization. And uh, you know, they brought me uh, on as a consultant, uh, probably late two thousand ten. You know, just give them a hand with the marketing and the branding and, and promotions and vendor relationships and stuff like that. And uh it's just sort of stuck. I mean, I've I've absolutely fallen in love with the sport since it came on the scene. Gosh. Back in the late '90s, and uh, always been a fan, and so now I'm sort of uh, living my dream, getting to work in the industry a little bit. So it's uh, it's definitely been a blast.
2: Uh, Do you get pushed around, shoved around, or these guys, you know, intimidate you or try to beat you up or anything like that?
3: Well, you know, at six five two fifty, I'm I'm generally not. not intimidated by these guys that are walking <laughs> around at one fifty, one sixty, but knowing some of these fighters personally, I, I definitely try to stay in line because they would definitely, uh, do some damage on my pretty face.
2: <laughs> true, true. um uh, you know, and I also, you were just talking about Jared Payton and everything. Um, you know, Jared, we, uh, actually met up again at Jared, uh, Jared Payton's debut uh, of his beer. Uh, did yeah. you have something to do with that too, right?
3: You know, I've 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 worked with Jared and Jared's been one of my very dear friends for a long, long time and you know, I, I help him with some marketing and some promotional stuff and some website and social media and uh you know, this is a project that's been very near and dear to his heart. Um, he's been working with Argus Brewery, um, put together a, a fantastic beer called Jared Payton's All American Wheat. Um so it was it was a big uh, it was a big deal for him and his family, um, you know, and our group of friends that have uh you know helped him through that sort of whole process. So it well, was, uh, I think the, I think the release was even bigger than anybody expected.
2: Uh, well, for those of you who are listening and, and might not know the first name Jared, but know the pains and are wondering if that's his son. Yes, it is. That's a sweetness son, Walter, the late, great Walter Payton's son who came out with the beer. And I was, uh, uh attending the debut of the beer. And, 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 like I told him, I took a picture with him and I told him, man, this is a good beer. It's ready to rock and roll and be out there. So, um, for all of you who are listening, our, our beer drinkers, go look out for Jim Peyton's, uh, 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 beer, man. Um, but yeah, it's Mike. Good stuff. Yeah. Yes. It, it was really good stuff. But, um, but I know you've been, uh, busy on, on, on the MMA thing. The thing we're here to talk about is the MMA and, and you've been, you've been pretty, uh, busy, uh, getting this show on the road, promoting it, the XF443. Tell us a little bit about it, man.
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh XFO 43. Um, it's our 43rd professional fight card with the XFO. Uh it's April 13th at Copernicus Theater, uh which is right off of uh the Kennedy and Lawrence. Um, tremendous tremendous fight card. We've got uh, almost 15 I think we've got 15 professional fights um, on this card, all pro card. We've got some uh we've got some great Midwest talent. We've got some great local fighters and uh you know, it's it's really going to be uh, it, it's really going to be something. The MMA community has really been buzzing about uh, the cards that we've been putting on lately, and, and XFO 43 is definitely no exception.
2: Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. Now, just so you know, that um, uh, last last week I uh, mentioned a little bit about um, that uh, XFO. You were going to be coming on XFO 43, and it was going to be at uh, I murdered the 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 name and uh you know oh you 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 heard right i did, did you I did to All right. okay and you know you know who, who who beat me up about it right who's that who do you think larry yeah of course he did that <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh that guy
2: oh. oh isn't he yeah well anyway like just to let you know i i did mention it last uh last weekend uh tell us who who are the fights and um, who's the who in your opinion thinks the one that everybody's that's going to be coming out of out of XFO 43?
3: Yeah, definitely. We've got uh, like I said, we've got a great card. Uh, our main event is actually a, a really interesting fight at middleweight at 185 pounds. Um, we've got Danny. Danny Viskaya, he's 5-2 and two in his professional record. His only two losses have come in M1 Global, which is an international organization out of Russia. He's 25 years old. The kid is an absolute stud. And he's fighting one of the most talented up-and-coming fighters I've seen in a long, long time, a guy by the name of Brandon Del Prado. This kid, is he's 23. He fights out of Team Cologne in Maryville, Indiana. He's, he was 13-0 as an amateur. He's 4-0 and as a pro. And and out of those fifteen fights, ten of them came from from knockout or submission. So this guy wow. did not let the fight go to a finish. I mean, he is. I mean, this is going to be an unbelievable fight. Now, if the second fight wasn't on the card, that card, that fight would be my pick for you know fight of the night. But I, I I got a fight man that that people all over are talking about, and I know your fight fans, your boxing fans are going to love it. Uh, we got a local kid named Andrew Kapop, Chris. Now I'm going to butcher this like you did, <laughs> Chris Bowski. And Andrew, listen, listen to this lineup. He's a second-degree black belt in taekwondo. He's a kickboxing U.S. national champion. He's a runner-up in the Midwest Jiu-Jitsu Championships and a mixed martial arts international welterweight U.S. national champion. So he's fighting. he's fighting a kid out of Chicago named Lawrence Dunning. And Lawrence was North American Grappling Association bronze medalist, purple belt, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu <laughs> under world-famous, you know, black belt Jay Volko. Uh But here's the catch. Both of these guys were Golden Glove champions in the same what? weight class for different years.
2: Different years. Oh my these, god. these
3: guys have crazy stand-up and crazy boxing, but they're both, I mean, just sick on the ground. So, I mean, this is hands-down my pick for fight of the night. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this fight. So, hey. I mean, those are our two big fights. We've got, you know, one of your favorite fighters in one of mine, um, I mean, 125-pound superstar Joey Deal. Deal, yeah,
2: uh, okay. You
3: saw, him, you saw him fight at the last fight. Uh, he fights yes. on tri- team, Curran, uh, Jim and Crystal Lake. Um, he's probably most well known for arguably the worst cut in the history of MMA uh, at our show XFL 41 last summer. Um, I think he required something crazy like 30 stitches and actually won the fight. I mean, he was so close to out of it, it wasn't even funny. He came back and won. Um, And we're just, everybody that knows Joey and seen him fight is just waiting for him to get called up by the UFC at uh, their new 125 pound weight class. So, um, you know, like I said, we've got some, We've got some crazy, crazy fights, um, and then we've got um, some really highly anticipated pro debuts and amateur MMA in the area. These four guys are really sort of the cream of the crop going into uh, the professional ranks, and that's uh, Andre Feliciano, Jared Williams, his brother Phil Williams, and then another guy by the name of Damian Norris, who uh, I mean are all looking to make a huge splash on the professional scene. So, you know, we've got uh, oh,
0: a pretty stacked card.
2: Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. What about, uh, uh, the last guy that, that, uh, he was supposed to get a fight last time, uh, we were talking in, uh, uh, over there at XFO, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny Booker. Yeah. Kenny what Booker. about him? Kenny Booker
3: is, is arguably one of the most talented fighters I've ever seen. Um,
2: I like that know. guy. I like that guy. He's, he's, he looks like he's a mean mugger, man. I, too bad I couldn't see his other fight, the one in Indiana, but yeah, go uh, ahead, man. I like that kid. Uh, now,
3: ironically, hey. Kenny Booker just tweeted me on on. He just sent me a note on Twitter, so I'm assuming he's listening now. So, hey, Kenny, what's oh.
2: up? Hi, uh, <laughs> what's up, um, Kenny, bro? <laughs>
3: yeah, no, no. You know, Kenny. Kenny had a really sort of storied amateur mixed martial arts career, and we had a really hard time trying to find fights for this kid because I want to say three out of his four knockouts came from flying knee. I mean, he comes from a Muay Thai kickboxing background. I mean, he's just. I mean, he's just an absolute beast. So he ended up winning his debut uh, at uh, the Hoosier Fighting Championships in Indiana. Which is run by a, a very, very good friend of ours named Paul Vale, and uh, you know we were trying to get Kenny on this card. Uh, he ended up going to um, MTC Midwest Training Center in Schaumburg, and uh, they've got a little bit other plans for him. But uh, we're hoping that uh, the next XFO fight, uh, professional fight card in uh, June and of middle of June, uh, that Kenny will be on that card too. So, uh, but yeah, I mean we've. You know, I mean, I was looking back, you know, trying to take a look at everything that you know xfo has has been doing over the last handful of years. And I mean, looking back at some of the names that have come through and that we've helped build, I mean I, we I've got a, I've got a list of over eighty professional fighters since we started this thing in two thousand wow. since, since since my partner Dan Lardy started this in two thousand and four, 80 fighters we sent to the UFC bellator fighting championship or the wec which was merged with the ufc a couple of years ago so i mean it's just a testament to you know the matchmaking you know by our promoter and president dan lardy and you know i mean just everybody that's involved in this it's just it's so much fun i mean you've been to you know, you've been yeah i've mean, been blind. to it
2: and it's awesome man mike before we run out of time let let everybody know where i know there's a limited uh tickets are uh, left but let everybody know where they can go and purchase their tickets
3: Definitely. We've got, uh, we've got a limited number of tickets left. You can pick them up at www.xfomma.com. Again, xfomma.com. Um, there there's links right there. You can order them online. Uh, I know a lot of people sort of wait to the last minute and like to pick things up at the gate. Uh, but this fight's definitely gonna be a sellout. Um, you know, real quick, I also want to thank a couple people, um that, that really help us put these great events on. Uh, Kid Joe's Tat Cave, uh, Joe is a really great friend of ours, longtime premier Chicago Tet here in Piercing Studios, One Chance Clothing, O'Malley's Liquor Kitchen, the new location in Wrigleyville is hosting our after-party, Eminent Lifestyle, Cortland's Garage, and finally Joe's Pizza on Higgins is going to be bringing in their famous Chicago pizza for everybody to eat that night. So, you know, please Uh, uh, please check out the website and come on out and enjoy a great night of fights.
2: All right, we'll be right back.
1: is a beauty There's a ball, deep right goes O'Neal. He's shot. got it with 2.8 seconds left. Left. I don't care where they put him this one is out
3: of here from high school to the pros we, we, cover we cover everything let your voice be heard Voice America Sports
4: ready for in your face sports want to talk about the topics that nobody else is willing to talk about either because they're too scared to touch them or just don't think it's the way to go you're not going to be shy here. Tune in to Here's the Deal with Mega and Steel, featuring Ike Mega Griffin and Sidney Steel Justice. We've got the facts to back up the talk and invite you to join us every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, just before the weekend on the Voice America Sports Channel. We tell it like it is. What if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place?
1: You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to David at Diaz Inc.com. That's Diaz Now, back to Outside the Ring.
2: All right, this segment is the Fighters Corner, guys, and you know I got to catch up with the man that was done wrong in Texas by by the ref and the commission, King Carlos Molina. You were on the show last week feeling great about your upcoming fight. Now that it's all done, uh, Carlos fought this past Saturday in Houston, Texas, against James Kirtland for the WVC lightweight middleweight uh, title eliminator. It was a great fight. Um, but anyone who knows boxing, even if you don't know boxing and you were watching it, you clearly knew that Carlos Molina was winning the fight, and to everyone's surprise, uh, he was knocked down and then was disqualified. Um, Carlos, brother, how you feeling, man?
5: Hey, David, thanks for having me on again, man. Uh, as, as Listen, I, feeling, I, I,
2: I thought we were gonna have a a, a, a winner and, and everything. You were doing what you had to do. Tell me about it, brother. I'm I just so hyped up about this, man.
5: You know what, man? It just it's just boxing. You know, it's, that's the part I hate about it. You know, the, you know, you leave it in the judges' hands or the, or the refs, and and you know, for something like this, for me to get robbed of my victory. You know, I worked hard for you know for the last four four months, and and uh and for them to take it, you know, opportunity away from me like that, and you know, take the fight from me. You know, it's just terrible.
2: Very terrible. Now. Why 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 do you think the the ref made the call man? What, what what I mean what what happened? What was the whole thing? I mean, we all seen through the TV that one one of your comrades jumped in but then he jumped out right away. What was the his whole thing that he said to you guys?
5: He he just said that he that he went over in the rules about, you know, nobody in the ring and uh you know, I mean the bell rang, that's the way that's the reason why he was in there, but he exactly. went out right away. It's not like he he went in there and like Help me or, you know, or, you know, pick me up or did something like that. He just went in there to, you know, try to get the stool in there and, you know, get me back in the corner and, and get me ready for the round.
2: Now, now the reason for, for the ref giving you the, 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 the standing aid or the knockdown, you got knocked down. Now did that punch, uh, hurt you? Did it stun you? What, what happened? Or was it a slip? Let us know. No,
5: no, no, I wasn't hurt at all. What happened was that, uh, you know, I, I got caught on the rope. There, and then I lost my balance, and that's my balance. He he punched at me once, and then the second time he missed, and he bumped into me, and I was already out of balance, and I went down. But uh, I got up right away. More than anything, it just, you know, it just pissed me off. It, you know, it, it got me like, damn, you know, it got me mad, because I started ref counting me, and then it was like, uh, you know, I gotta make this knockdown up. I gotta make it up, and you know, it just kinda, you know, I was ready to, I was ready to go and uh, make that up.
2: Now you know I I obviously I I, I think that the the disqualification was BS, just a way for them to um, make their, that that guy win. Uh, honestly, is because uh, you had his uh, his his number. You were frustrating him. Now a lot of people are going to say, oh well, you know Carlos was was uh, uh, not fighting right. He was, but you were fighting. That was your style of fighting. That's the way you did it. You you got in his face. Um, you, you got punches in there now, after all of this training that, that, that you've done for weeks and months, uh, what are you, what did you say to the ref after he did that?
5: I just said, well, I just said, why, why do you do that? And then he just pretty much just said, I, I talked to you, I talked to your corner before, before the fight. And that's all he said.
2: Oh, my God. He walked goodness. away from me. And and did did um, did your corner tell you that, that they, the day the reason they got in was because they felt that it was just a slip or what was it? What was their understanding why they went in? Did they explain anything to you?
5: Well, no, they said that they saw me, they saw me get up already, and the bell had already rung, so that you know they're you know the round's over with, and and uh, that's what we're actually uh, trying to get a no contest. Because mm-hmm. uh, the rules in uh, the state of Texas say that uh, as soon as the bell rings, all I gotta do is get up. There's no, there's no count. There should be no count.
2: There's uh, no standing eight. There's no standing eight. There's no such thing as a standing eight in yeah, uh, in, in right. the ABC rules. Because once once you get hit, yeah, and you fall down, you start counting. But once you get up, that's it. Yeah, that's it. It's done. It's over with, and you you're able to 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 go ahead and now I personally think okay, fine. He jumped in. You, you know you're not supposed to jump in. The bell did ring at the same time. You understand? Now, yeah. if it was, it, it was. I, I believe that it was up to the ref, not to go to the commission, but up to him to say, all right, you know what? I'm gonna deduct exactly. a point. At least deduct yeah. a point from from you because, you know, your corner man jumped in without, yeah. you know, knowing about the thing. It's understandable, but you do not call a fight just because a guy jumped into the ring. I'm sorry. It, that that is just not not um not uh not not right by any means of uh, of this. Now by issuing that standing account, referee was in uh violation of his own commission rules and everything. Um, what yeah. what are you guys planning to do since he 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 did that? That opened up a gate for you guys, didn't it?
5: And what do you mean that opened
2: what? That opened up so, uh, uh, for you guys to get a a, a no contest. Or, uh, you know, issue, um because he did a standing eight because there's no, there's no standing eight, uh, um, um, yeah. in the rules. So now what are you guys going to try to do with that?
5: That's what, uh, you know, I'm, uh, my promoter uh, that I'm working with right now, Leon, Leon Margolis from Warriors Boxing is, uh, is handling that for me right now. And, uh, he already, uh, sent the appeal to the Texas Commission. So, uh, you know, now we, we don't know, you know, it's a process. It could take, you know, it could take days weeks or, or a month or i don't know how long it, it could take but uh it's already it's already sent in and uh so we'll see what happens
2: now now carlos what well, <laughs> i mean i know you got pissed off because of uh uh of them calling the fight and you knew you were winning the fight you know throughout the whole you know uh, all the rounds now when you sat down and everything was said and done, and you found out that a George, a judge had you down on the on the score, on the scorecards,, uh, what did you think about that man?
5: <laughs> that was bullshit I mean, <laughs> yeah. but you know what I expected that I expected you know to for me to you know be hard to go out to Texas and get a decision, so uh, you know I figured one of the judges was going to have it close, but either way the you know it made me feel better that that even you know,
2: two judges had it right, so they sort of gave me the win. Yeah, yeah, they 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 sure would have. They would have gave you the win regardless. Um, had had it gone um to the the distance, but um, now are you gonna? Are you gonna? You, obviously, you you want to get a rematch with uh, uh Kirkland, don't you?
5: Yes,
2: that's what we're working on getting. That's the Do, is it sooner
5: the better, before. or would you rest, or
2: what? What's the deal?
5: Nah, we want to, the sooner the better, right away. Uh, you know, take, I'm gonna take this week off and then hit the gym right back on Monday and uh, you know, hopefully we could, hopefully we could try to get it here in Chicago.
2: Oh, that would be beautiful. That would be beautiful. Yes, let's all petition for that fight to be here in Chicago and uh, everybody's gonna go out strong over there and support our man, King Carlos Molina. Now, I know you have a great team, um, but I have to ask bro, How's your corner man and, 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 and our guy Victor, how, how are they handling this, man?
5: Yeah, I mean, I mean, they, they feel bad, you know, they, you know, all the work that we put into it and, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know, I guess it happens for a reason and we just gotta, you know, move on from it and, uh, and, uh, you know, cause there's a couple of things that we, that we could have worked on in there too that, that we saw that, that we'll do in the, in the rematch. Uh, We're just looking forward to, to fighting, you know, him or anybody else in the top ten, whoever whoever they put in front of us.
2: Now that that's what I was gonna say. Let's say they don't wanna fight you uh right away. Are you gonna be going on obviously that's what I was gonna say. Are you gonna be going outside of out of uh James Kirkland to try to get uh, another fighter and if it is who who are you looking at?
5: Uh well I'm looking at, you know, definitely the champions. But I mean there are the champions in my weight class are already scheduled to fight. So, I mean, for now, I just want to fight somebody in the top ten, and uh you know, just hopefully be back on HBO or Showtime. Right,
2: right, right. Now, um, you you're you think you uh definitely uh, had an advantage of of training long or getting prepared? Did you feel yourself that you were getting taxed uh later on in the rounds that you were getting tired, or, or were you still with the energy?
5: No, no, I was still I was still strong. Uh, you know, we trained. Fifteen rounds, and uh I mean, you get your rounds, and you, you know you're a little more tired. Then you get your win back, and then you know you just keep going. But uh you know, at that point, after ten rounds, you know I felt like you know you could go all night.
2: Yeah, man, that's good, uh, man. You know, you 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 know uh, you gained a lot of a lot of fans with uh, with this fight, and um you know a lot of people um, are, are really saying, man, you know Carlos did a, did a great 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 fight, and 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 um uh, they they're gonna follow you, and they're gonna uh be behind you um um anything you wanna say to them
5: yeah, just say uh, you know appreciate you know appreciate uh all the support, and uh I'm always gonna give it all I have when I fight, you know I'm always in good shape, and i'm I'm always there you know to win you know to to celebrate you day to death give it all you got, you know
2: yeah, brother, I always like that man. You know what? I-, I want you to stay on the phone for a little bit longer, and right now we're going to go to break.
5: All right, David.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports.
0: Voice America Sports. Voice America Sports.
4: 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports, right here on the Voice America Network, and let's talk football.
0: The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a
1: 5 ball, deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's Tough up shot. got it But 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here.
3: From high school to the pros, we <laughs> cover, everything. cover everything.
4: Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.
1: You're tuned in to Outside the Ring with David Diaz. If you want to give us your questions and comments, call us right now at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. If you want, you can also send us an email to David at DiazSportsInc.com. That's DiazSportsInc.com. Now, back to Outside the Ring.
2: We're back and you're listening to outside the rain this is the championship round man and we should have one of our champions right now with us and we still do King Carlos Molina is here with us brother we were talking during the break man about uh what do you think uh, what was uh James Kirkland's body language and and what were they talking about the press conference afterwards the, the post-fight interview like do you think they want to fight you or 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 what do you think? Their body language was saying to you, man.
5: Well, I mean, during the fight, yeah. Since then, Kirkland, you know, he was getting frustrated and uh, he was kind of, kind of not, not you know, getting out of the fight. And uh, and uh, during the press conference, I mean, they they said that they would take the rematch, uh, Kirkland and Wolf, But you know, they said that they gotta talk to the team and and you know, cause they're you know, they go by the team and and then Golden Boy didn't sound like. Uh, like they were too interested, you know. They're like, "Oh, we'll sit down and we'll talk. We'll sit down and we'll talk." They didn't give us a, you know, a yes. Like hell yeah, let's do it. You know, we have to, we gotta settle this. So, you know, that's what I told them. I told them that uh, that I don't have to ask my team or anything. That's what I want. This is a rematch. Oh. Then, uh,
1: <laughs> so, you know, they don't
5: know. You know, that's that's when you either you want it or not.
2: You know, it's, yeah. let me know right now. Wow, wow. And and what was his body language? His his answer. he he, he said he still had to talk to the team.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's why he, after he said that. He said, you gotta talk to this team. And I said, I don't have to talk to my team because I want to fight. And then they, you know, they kind of felt, you know, I don't know, made it feel like shit, I guess. <laughs>
2: oh man. And what about Golden Boy? What do you think Golden Boy's uh, response to you, uh, uh, to asking him that, uh, what, what did they, uh, what did they end up saying to you?
5: Uh Golden Boy was definitely, hell no, they were like, you know, <laughs> oh yeah, they, didn't even, they didn't even know what to say. He was kind of like, but, 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 but. they kind of stumbling <laughs> and shit. <laughs> yeah,
2: kind of course they were cause stumbling.
5: Because I, I had Leon and uh, Luis de Cuvas, and they were, you know, they were pissed off because of what happened, you know. And, they were you know, they were, you know, they are you know, speaking their mind in the press conference, and Golden Boy didn't know how to counter it, you know, because they knew that they, you know, they they were done wrong.
2: Yeah. Now... Um, you know, we're talking about all this DQ and stuff, yeah, and when the judge—I mean, when the referee went to to the judges' table, the commission—you think it was uh, a golden boy? I mean, I'm not trying trying to start up no controversy stuff yeah. or anything like that. But do you think you think uh, Golden Boy had something to say about this, or, or maybe you know or what is what do you think about it, man? I mean, that yeah, it
5: does make you think like that because I mean, the thing is that. I mean the ref goes to the side and, and speaks to the commission over there. I mean I mean why? I mean he can't make up his own mind and you know, for for him to you know go go as far as disqualifying me for that, you know, after somebody you know, somebody was giving him advice of what to do, it's just it doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem right.
2: You're right, brother. You're right, man. All that, all, all that stuff, uh, it's bad. It's bad for, for our sport where a situation like this, it just makes a, it makes our sport look worse than, than what it really is. I mean, people like that, um, end up hurting our sport. And now, you know, I mean, Paul Manaji, Paul Manaji says that he's like, somebody's gonna <laughs> yeah. get robbed over there. And little behold, it's you, brother. You know, he was on Twitter all the time and he was out there defending you and, and obviously with Van Hoy, who the judge uh, uh, was the one that was going against you. Obviously that, that fight, she was not, she would not seen the right fight. And, um, I don't know, man. I, I think, uh, referees like that, I mean, judges like that should, should get banned because they, uh, uh do damage to the sport. I them.
0: Uh, that,
5: you know what? It's too bad because, because Texas is like, it's too bad that Texas got that rep like that, because I mean, Texas got some. You know, they got they got some of the best fans on there. Yeah. You know they they, yep. they they love their boxing down there. But I mean, if, if this keeps up like that, I mean nobody's gonna want to fight down there. I I'm, I know I don't want to go back there.
2: Yeah, man, we should make that that rematch out here in Chicago, man. Definitely try to get about, that. Maybe. Yeah, man, that would that would be beautiful, man. That would be beautiful. Now, like like I said, uh. We were talking before about, uh, how your corner's doing, but especially, how is Victor, Victor, Victor Mattel? Victor's uh uh, one of the guys that I've always been around is a cool guy, nice guy, and he's been your trainer for, for a while now. And how is he personally doing How's he holding up with this, uh, craziness? I mean, he, he's
5: holding up, he's holding up good. He's, uh, you know, he just he just wants to move on from it. He just he's already talking to me about oh what I gotta do the next time I fight him in the rematch. So you know he's already looking <laughs> forward to other you know other techniques and moves. So you know just looking forward to, to the next fight.
2: Oh uh, well yeah man.
5: You have to you oh. gotta move on.
2: Yeah man, you dwell in the past, you die in the past man. That's very true. Um uh, but now I mean obviously you said you're only gonna take off a week and then. Right back into the gym, or or are you going to take a little bit longer?
5: Yeah, I mean, I feel good. I wasn't even sore when I woke up, to, you know, <laughs> the day after the fight or the day after, the you know, two days after the fight. I felt good. So, I mean, I was like, why not? I mean, maybe start working out lightly at least, you know, running, maintaining the weight, keep my weight down, and so that when I start picking it up more, I don't have to, you know, start from scratch. I hate that.
2: Yeah, that's true, man. Yeah, you always wanna, wanna keep it up. Now, look, I, I didn't touch on this before, but, um during, up and leading to the fight, did you do anything different, like any rituals or anything like that? You, everything you did the same? Or, uh, take us through what you did that, that day before you got into the ring.
5: Nah, uh, just, you know, usual warm up, uh, you know, just relax, stay relaxed with your team, you know, joke around, just, just act like another day in the gym and, you know, stay focused and go in there and, uh, just do your, do your fight, do your, do your job and don't let anything
2: bother you. Yeah, and like, I, and obviously during the, during the fight, did you, you felt obviously you were, you were winning or, or you had everything good going for you?
5: Yeah, yeah, I felt like I was winning, I felt like I was doing, I was making my fight and, uh, that, that was, that was our plan, that was, uh, you know, take him out of his fight game, you know, uh. Cause everybody says how he looked Oh, he looks slow, or he didn't look the same James Kirkland. And you know, they every time I fight somebody, they always say that about the other guy. So yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I
2: don't
5: know what it is. Maybe, maybe. No,
2: let yeah. me let me tell you what it is. Is that you make it difficult <laughs> th- for for another fighter to uh, uh, be able to do um, their normal moves and and sidestepping and doing everything. You make it very hard for them. And the reason I tell everyone this is because I've been in the ring with you. Not fighting, but sparring. Yeah, and even in yeah. sparring, you make it difficult, you know? I mean, and that's what it is. That's what it is, brother. You got a, a talent of making things very awkward for people and uh, for other fighters. And and you use that to your advantage in this fight to the max, Carlos. And don't let anybody tell you anything other than that, man. You Thanks, did your baby. fight.
5: Thanks. Appreciate you,
2: that. You Thanks. did... You did your fight, man. You did what you had to do to win. I hate it when people, when, when, when people start saying, um, oh, well, he's ducking too long, too short, or he's holding him. You're in a fight, man. You're not there to shake his hand, rub his feet. You're not there to uh-huh. do anything but yeah. fight, man. You know, that's what these people don't understand. And, 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 and I hate it when, when other people that are up there start complaining about things they used to do themselves to get where they're at, and I just I just don't understand their mentality about it, man. But again, Carlos, man, I I knew I I like I told you I said I thought you were gonna do an upset, you were doing the upset, you were almost gonna make me a profit, bro. But um, <laughs> hey, the commission right. and that ref had another thing coming, mm. man. They they had other plans, but that's all right, brother. But um, I'll quickly again tell us. Tell us where everybody can um can reach out to you uh, if you have a Twitter account, Facebook.
5: Yeah, yeah, I have a a page on Facebook. Uh, it's under uh, King Carlos Molina. All right. And,
2: uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh. Just check you it don't out have there. A, you don't have a Twitter account then. No, 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 no I don't do that. But uh, <laughs> you, you don't tweet. You don't tweet. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. That's cool. But um, yeah, definitely everybody. Go out there and go to Facebook, find, uh, King Carlos Molina, drop him a line, tell him, uh, for the Chicagoans that, that are here to, um, uh, drop a line and let him know that, 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 we're all proud of him and, uh, very excited for him. And that, yes, that we want that, uh, rematch here in Chicago. So, um, we, uh, would have that fight here. Tell James Kirkland also to come along. And, um, Carlos, again, I want to thank you, uh, for coming to the show. And, uh, spend some time here with us and, uh, letting us, uh, giving us your thoughts on, on your fight. Anything you nah. want to say in closing?
5: Yeah, thank you, David. Uh, man, you're doing a good job with the show and, uh, it's a pleasure, you know, being on the show and, uh, thanks for having me on as
2: Oh man, not a problem. But hey man, real quick, before, uh, before you, uh, uh fight, fight, uh, find out that, or when you find out that you're going to be fighting either James Kirkland or anybody else, make sure you come on the show to let us know, brother. all right david i will for sure man thanks appreciate it all right brother thanks a lot man thanks for tuning in all right guys uh this is going to be our show we had a a little crazy show we had two guests today but but it was a good one again i want to thank you guys for tuning in to uh, outside the ring i gotta run gotta go get them kids
1: Thanks again for joining us. Outside the Ring with David Diaz can be heard again next Thursday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll see you next week.